What do you love to do? Can you remember the last time you had a hobby that didn't involve an ulterior motive? That didn't involve money or hustle culture and that made you feel maybe a little bit vulnerable and afraid to be judged? I want to hear about that story. We all have something that gives us passion and it's my goal to re-inspire you to find the joy in your life by talking with other people about the things that make them happiest. I'm Megan Bream. This is Anything But Beige. Let's go. My name is Melissa Wu, and I love luxury family travel. Hey guys, Megan here. Thank you so much for joining me on Anything But Beige. Today I'm talking with Melissa Wu, and I think this is going to be a really fun episode to do. Um, Melissa is a professional marketer and event planner. She recently started She recently started using her love of travel to help others create their own adventures by finding her agency, Woodland Travel. She is always ready with a favorite restaurant recommendation or activity, and thanks to her two small children, she's especially knowledgeable about traveling with kids. Melissa has long been committed to serving her community through active engagement in many civic organizations in her hometown of Pasadena, California. Melissa holds a bachelor's degree in sociology from the University of Pennsylvania and a master's degree in business, (laughs) I can't talk today, business administration from the University of Southern California with a graduate certificate in technology commercialization. In her spare time, she likes unboxing, high tea, and trying new restaurants, all while keeping up with her children. Melissa, thank you so much for joining me. That is a huge list of accomplishments. I am definitely a jack of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> Are you from Pennsylvania? I am not. I'm originally from California. I grew up here and decided I needed a four-year adventure somewhere else. Went back east and then immediately upon graduation, returned back to California. Got the hell out. I As someone from Pennsylvania, I understand very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lot about the East Coast that I do miss. And so many of my friends ended up in New York City and staying back east. So it's always been fun to go back and visit. Well, unfortunately, we're not getting to go back and visit as much as we want to anymore right now with all of the clusterfuck that is COVID. Um, I wanted to talk to you today, one, because I absolutely miss travel. I'm a huge travel nerd, too. But two, um, you know, Woodland Travel and running a business in this kind of world, um, I'd love to hear all about how your love of travel is sustaining yourself in a, like, um, what I'm trying to say is like loving travel and run. Hmm. So how I'm surviving right now. (laughs) Yeah. Like loving travel and loving the business of travel and how that all works. So I guess, um, let's start at the beginning. (laughs) Uh, what made you decide that travel was going to be the thing that drove you the most? You know, honestly, I sort of fell into it. Uh, I had a background in marketing and public relations and event planning and did that for a little bit. I then went to business school and ended up consulting in uh, computer technology, which was sort of a very far, uh, very different uh, arena than what I was previously in. And when I had my second child and was let go from that organization, I was looking to pick up some new projects. And one of the things that I picked up was helping companies with their hotel blocks when they went to conferences and other events. And I started my organization originally doing that. And then someone said, well, you know, what are you doing for insurance? And what are you doing for 
um, you know, back end support and how are you getting paid? <laughs> well, you know, those are all fantastic questions that I really do need to think about. And I had a very dear friend who introduced me to um, cruise and resort. And I had a meeting with them and they said, you know, if you want to book travel, whether it's luxury travel or corporate travel, we are, we are more than happy to take you in under our umbrella. And they were so kind to take me in and show me some of the ropes and introduce me to some of the inner workings of the travel industry, which you don't necessarily just know from an outsider's perspective. But combining that with my business knowledge has really, really been helpful in starting a travel agency. So what made you decide that travel was something that you loved so much that it was all encompassing enough to create a business out of it too. Like what, what was it about travel that was just like, this is, this is my jam. Part of it is that I loved meeting new people, seeing new things and trying new foods and experiencing new cultures. So there are a couple ways you can do it. You can do it by backpacking through the world and doing it, sort of on the less expensive side. You can do it by making gobs and gobs of money and, and paying for it and doing sort of the luxury way. Or you can kind of cheat it a little bit and do it as a profession <laughs> and hopefully be able to take advantage of, of some of the opportunities that come with being in travel. I, you know, from my desk, I'm able to learn a lot about the world without actually going to different places in person. But of course, that's not the same as visiting a place, um, you know, in person. And so being a travel advisor, I've been invited to participate on FAMS, which are um, opportunities to become familiar with a property or with a country. So I was invited to uh, participate in a FAM to Portugal, and I learned all about uh, the central regions of Portugal. And so that was an amazing opportunity to learn something uh, about a country and a place and immerse myself in the culture without necessarily having thought to have done that on my own. The other beauty of it is that every time I do travel, either with myself or my family, I always sort of say, oh, well, we need to do this because it's a business expense and I need to learn from my clients. So it's not about me and it's not about my family. It's really about my, my clients and what I can do for them. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's really combining an interest that one has with some talents that I, I do have. I mean, I'm very good at logistics. I'm very good at organizing. Um, and so that's very helpful in developing travel itineraries for others. But doing what I do is less about travel and more about customer service. It's making sure that I'm meeting the needs of my clients, that I'm offering them suggestions that they maybe didn't anticipate and anticipating further what they might want or need when they don't know it. And that's also a part of what I love, right? It's, it's like figuring out what gift to give somebody, not because they ask for it, because you know it's the perfect match for them. And that's what I really, really love about what I do. It's finding the perfect location, the perfect activity, that matches the family or the individuals that are traveling and having them come back and say, I would never have thought to do it. That was so perfect. Thank you for suggesting that to me. I love that. And I, you know, I think that that is one of the things that people don't think about when they're going on um, Expedia or, you know, any of these travel sites of just like, 
yeah, you're kind of DIYing and hacking it, but you are missing so many opportunities with someone who is just like in this, you know, this isn't a sales pitch, but like someone who's in this industry of travel as a profession, you know what I mean? Well, and that's what I've been finding in today's day and age, because typically the questions I get are, why should I work with you when I can just book on Expedia? Well, you know, you certainly can book on Expedia, but I'll tell you what, almost any deal you can find there, I can find as well. But when you work with me, you get my customer service, my knowledge of whatever place or area that you're booking, and any inside tips or inside um, amenities that I may able, might be able to get that you might not know about or that you might not have access to. So, you know, when you work with me, there's sometimes the, you know, the surf, there, there is the service element. But what I tell people who are looking for that deal, that can you get me the cheapest rate anywhere? You know, I want to work with just the lowest price uh, hotel or whatnot. You know, you don't always want to, you, you sometimes pay for what you get for. And you saw, we saw that with the recent pandemic when people book through some of these larger agencies. And I won't name any names, you know, but wholesalers or online places and then had to cancel. And they had to be on hold for four hours, five hours, just to simply try and get their money back or try to change something. And they could not get the customer service that they deserved. My clients did not have to do any of that because I did it for them. But I also had, you know, back office phone numbers. I had relationships with hotels. And so my ability to get the information and the money back that they wanted was much quicker and more efficient than if they did it themselves. But back to those people looking for a deal. If you're looking for a deal, I tell you there's, there's, there's kind of three things that I can do. One, I can match the price that you're finding online, but guess what? You're supporting me and my small business and my family because I get, um, I get compensated by the hotel, the organization for that. It doesn't cost you anything. Two, I can get it for less than you're finding it, and that's just a bonus. Or three, it's the same price, less, or slightly more, but you're getting additional amenities. You're getting uh, breakfast upon uh, breakfast uh, for two the entire every day that you're there. You're getting a food and beverage credit. You're getting upgraded. You're getting early check-in, late check-out. You're getting um, potentially complimentary Wi-Fi, among a host of other things. When you work with me or with other travel advisors, travel advisors, good ones. <laughs> We'll call the hotel in advance, let them know you're coming, let them know that you're celebrating your birthday or if you have you know, an allergy or something like that. That's not something that some of the online um, companies will do for you. Or even some of the premium um, organizations um, that do have amenities, they're larger companies and they cannot hold your hand quite the same way that uh, independent contractors and small agencies can do. That's interesting. And you know, we, my husband and I went on our 10 year anniversary to Tokyo. Um, oh, yeah. Was, I, love, I love Tokyo. It's one of my favorite cities. <laughs> uh, and can I tell you, so we went in February of this year and we went, so it was right at the beginning of the pandemic before anybody realized how crazy it was. Like there were, everyone in Japan was wearing masks, but we weren't cause we're the stupid Americans, but it was just like, it was, the, it was definitely the calm before the storm. Like this was a week before that princess cruise line even docked in Japan. And so uh, my point is we went and we had this incredible experience, but 
we had done it through like credit card points and churning and you know <laughs> like the strings trying to figure out all of these and now i wish yeah it was cool that we had gotten this incredible experience like first class upgrades and everything but the amount of effort it took me like it took me years to get all of these pieces together and i wish i would have just used a travel agent because it would <laughs> it would have been so much less hassle but this is my segue into we're all stuck at home right now <laughs> and we're all especially americans like we are super like nobody wants us to come and completely understand that so how how do we itch how do we scratch this travel bug in a world where uh, it is just almost impossible to get out and travel travel in the time of covid is what we've been calling it yeah and so many so many of us agents and travel partners and hotels have had to pivot um to figure out financial uh, revenue streams in order to support themselves when people were not actually booking travel and going places. Um, we are seeing that there is an increase in travel now, and there are some people that are quite comfortable traveling and getting on a plane, and they're going to um, you know, many of the countries like Mexico that are open to Americans, and they're finding amazing deals. Um, you know, Mexican hotels right now are only booking to 30% capacity. So when you go, it's very easy to social distance. It's very easy to um, enjoy the amenities and get some great deals that you might not normally get during a peak season. So for those that do feel comfortable traveling, you know, there are opportunities out there. There's also the segment of people that don't quite feel comfortable traveling but are so tired of being in their house. And they, just, they just need to do something else. And for those, for those audiences, and we're seeing an increase in that, we're seeing the drivecations and staycations. Where can you go that you can drive to? Where is you know, someplace in your hometown that's easy to get to, that you can still social distance, that you still sort of feel comfortable, but you're not exposing yourself um, through travel and whatnot. And, and when I say travel through airports and whatnot, but, you know, and that sort of thing, many of the airlines, every airline and every airport is doing everything they can to um, clean and disinfect and block off middle seats and, and everything to make it a very sort of safe environment. So I don't want to say that that's not happening because every effort is being made, but everybody's risk tolerance is different and it's really what you feel comfortable with. So what I'm seeing is that there are a number of uh, local promotions where, where hotels um, will be promoting oh, you know, if you live in these zip codes, we have these specials for you. Or there's some wonderful, wonderful promotions like um, in Las Vegas and some other ones, Las Vegas, Torrey Pines, Hawaii is talking about doing this. Um, this, uh, you're working from home, but why be at home? You can be here at our property or our resort and enjoy the amenities that we have here, the pool, the tennis courts and whatnot. And we'll give you enhanced Wi-Fi, conference rooms to hold your meetings, um, the concierge will help you do printings and mailing and act as your executive assistants to really support those that just, that just need to get out of the house. And then with distance learning and so many families um, having their kids in front of computers at home, some properties now are offering schoolcations. So Four Seasons Punta Mita, if you want to get on a plane from California and fly down there, um, is offering this amazing program where they're giving um, 
kids uh, an area to work and do their distance learning. They have an on-property tutor that'll help answer the questions so that your parents can go and keep doing their work or they want to get that massage, they can get the massage. And then afterwards, uh, after the, in, the distance learning sessions are over, offering sort of a summer camp or a after-school program where they can get the kids outside and really get away from screens and, and that sort of thing and have it be organized activities. End of every month, I'm planning to do a Q&A special answering all of your questions either about what we just talked about or anything in between. I'm happy to hear back from you and help you out if I can. If you could do me a favor and go to thebeigehouse.com slash askmegan, you can leave your comment or your question. I'll be able to answer it on the next Q&A episode. Again, the address is thebeigehouse.com slash askmegan. Askmegan is all one word. Thank you so much. I look forward to hearing. Now, I haven't participated in it, so I don't know how they're doing the social uh, social distancing and whatnot. But uh, it's been very, very sort of a popular idea. And so Torrey Pines is also looking into doing that. Hawaii is looking into doing that. And Santa Barbara, which Carlton Bacara, has started implementing similar programming. So for us in California, you know, for two hours, we could drive two hours, we could drive an hour and easily have just a change of scenery while still feeling safe and still feeling uh, that we're sort of uh, social distancing. But for those of you, for those individuals who feel less inclined to leave the house and still want to experience culture, um, a number of organizations have created um, not tutorials but tour virtual tours of their different museums. So the British Museum has one something like that. Um, different aquariums, you can sort of watch the fish or watch the penguins take their nightly walk. And that is a great way to bring sort of outside culture into your house. Something that we did in our house was actually a a country a week. So every week we themed a country. um, And this all started because I had leftover lasagna one night and we said, well, you know, what should we do? So we started Italian week. Uh, We had Italian foods. We watched some Italian um, YouTubes, uh, you know, tours of different cities so we could go visit different places. We visited an Italian museum or two. We saw um, Da Vinci, uh, Da Vinci's, um, some of, we saw Michelangelo's David. We saw a couple of other uh, different um, significant art pieces. And, you know, we even took it a little bit further and had the kids uh, color the Italian map, learn a couple of Italian words. Um, and, and that sort of thing. So every night we changed the menu um, to a different Italian menu, um, and and we went from there to the Mediterranean. My favorite was Japan, so we did do Japan. Um, we did China, and then a whole bunch of other places. So it it forced our family to explore other areas and push a little bit outside of our comfort zone without really leaving the house. That's absolutely brilliant. I love that. That's the. Are you, are you continuing that or your kids are going back to school? So are you, are you keeping that on hold for now? We're doing what we can. We sort of run out of most of the countries that we know how to cook. So <laughs> Fair. Okay. Um, and then even more than that, there are a number of um, companies, and I'm totally blanking on the name, which is very embarrassing, but they put together these kits where they will send Paris to you or they'll send Italy to you. And there's activities in them with recipe cards and 
little art craft kit with building the um, Eiffel Tower or whatnot. And part of one of the companies that I'm thinking of, they will um, add in a 30 minute Zoom session with a chef in France or with an artist in Italy um, so that you can sort of experience the culture virtually in addition to having it in your home. It's not inexpensive, but it might, it's, a, it's a very nice treat. That is so cool. Oh, I love that. My, um, it makes me think of my aunt who is religious and she, um, they live in Florida, but she has been going to church, quote unquote, in Dublin for the past, since March. And it's just like, oh, that'd be so cool if I could find like a Dublin kit for her. That's so amazing. I love, I love that um, something so traditional thinking as like a hotel is now trying to learn how to be fluid in this kind of crazy world that, you know, is completely unprecedented. But what do you think, um, what are some considerations that people can, should have when they start to think about venturing outward? And I, I, I know you're not a medical doctor, but I mean, like, <laughs> um, well, go ahead. Every family is different or every uh, person is different. And so it's really based on their comfort zone. I think they need to decide what they feel comfortable with and what they're willing to sort of stretch a little bit on. And once they decide that, uh, then they can start asking the questions of wherever they're going uh, to fight, to make sure that that meets their needs or better yet, ask their travel advisor because their travel advisor will know. So I have a list of hotels that I know keep their rooms empty 24 to 48 hours before you check in between guests. And so if that is something that is important to you, I can advise you as to which properties those are. I also know what the standards are for certain uh, hotel chains. So I know what Hilton's doing to stay safe. I know what Marriott's doing to stay safe. And I can share that with you. The same with airlines. Certain airlines are blocking middle seats. Other airlines are not. If that's important to you, I can certainly direct you into uh, which one is you know, gonna be the best fit for you. But most importantly, um, you, know, you wanna make sure that if a hotel is, is social distancing, if that's important to you, masks, are they required? They're required of guests, are they required of employees? Are people wearing gloves? Um, and, and all sorts of those other sort of safety things that, that might be of concern. The other thing that people have been asking about is circulated air. And most uh, properties, have installed sort of, uh, or, or implemented sort of, um, sorry, the most HEPA properties filters. have HEPA filters, um, as well as there's an interest in standalone properties, standalone buildings, so that are not connected to central air. So the villas, the one bedrooms, and you know, your travel advisor will have a list of those as well, um, along with some amazing deals that go with them. So um, knowing what your comfort level is, and what you preferences for travel um, is, is definitely the way to go. There's been a lot of interest in RVs and uh, camping, but if you're not a camper, <laughs> that may not be the best option for you. And RVs and renting RVs are not as inexpensive or as easy as everybody thinks that they will. Be. <laughs> that so. terrifies me. Oh my God. <laughs> So there are a lot of considerations, but that's actually exactly what a travel advisor can help you walk, walk through. 
I actually have, I have one client that is very, very concerned for her and her family when they travel and had a lot of questions and continues to have a lot of questions. They, they leave on Sunday and, uh, or they, they're driving on Sunday down to San Diego and um, they're staying at the Hotel Del Coronado, which has standalone villas. And the hotel has been lovely in answering all of my questions so that I can assure her that she won't be walking through crowded areas to get to the beach, that she will have a reserved area, that she does not have circulated air, that she'll have a kitchen in her, um, in her three-bedroom villa so that she can prepare her own meals if she would like. Um, and these are all concerns that she has, which may be very different from somebody else. But um, I'm always happy to answer and always, always know that I'm always, we are always aware that this is an ongoing concern for some families or some individuals. You just brought up a, uh, I have a question about um, how are they handling breakfasts and things like that in hotels now? I assume we're not doing like the continental breakfasts anymore. So many of the club lounges are not open in the same traditional way because it's a high traffic, high touch point. Um, they're being cleaned on a regular basis. They may, if they are open, they're being cleaned on a regular basis. You are not seeing buffets in the traditional Las Vegas buffet sense. Um, interestingly, many, some of the buffets in Vegas are open. They actually, right now is a great time to go to Vegas because it's not very crowded. <laughs> but um, what they're doing is uh, the Wynn uh, has their buffet open and they are serving you what you would like. So you simply let them know, you know, I would like this, this, and you know, I would like uh, this well, item number one, item two, and item three, and then they are serving it to you. So as to reduce the number of people that are sort of moving through the food area. Um, so there are ways that uh, these continental breakfasts and whatnot are, are, are being taken care of. A lot of company, a lot of hotels that do have continental breakfasts or food and beverage amenities where they're offering a complimentary breakfast are simply letting you order from the regular menu, uh, which is a nice variation to give you a little bit more selection. And a lot of them are doing um, QR menus. So there's not actually a physical menu, but something that you can pull up on your phone, something that you use on a regular basis and that you feel comfortable using. That's brilliant. And that's so... Um meeting in the middle, I guess, you know what I mean? <laughs> so let's talk about your, you said you went to Portugal, but let's talk about some of your favorite travel experiences. So tell me about, you know, I just told you Tokyo for a 10 year, like what has been your, like, what's the first one that comes to mind when you think of your favorite travel experience? You know, it's interesting. I may be a pessimistic, I may be a pessimist, but um, my favorite, Favorite ones are not necessarily my favorite, but they're my most memorable ones, right? And it, it doesn't always involve a positive experience, but a memorable one. <laughs> so uh, let me think of uh, let me think of something. But you know, my family and I uh, we rode camels in Morocco in the Sahara Desert in Morocco. Wow, uh, which was a super unique experience. We rode. Um, we rode on the camels for, I don't know, a little bit and came to a Bedouin um, campsite and stayed the night there. It was freezing cold. <laughs> we woke up at sunrise to climb up to the sand dunes to see the sunrise, which was amazing, but also very, um, a lot of exercise first thing in the morning for me. Um, but something that I'll never, ever forget, you know? And so that's something that, you know, when someone says, I want to do, you know, I want to ride a camel. I say, fantastic. Let me, let me tell you about my experiences. 
or, you know, the secret chicken wing restaurant in Tokyo, which Ooh. I cannot, I cannot tell you the name of because I can never remember it, but I can tell you exactly how to get there. And it's someplace that I always go every single time that I go to Tokyo. It's a, it's a do not miss place. And it's a place that I think about even now when I think of Japanese food. Um, I can also tell you a number of places that have electrical outlets in Bermuda where you can plug in your breast pump if you're breastfeeding and you don't have your child with you. So, (laughs) you know, if you, if you need to, to, if you're, you know, still breastfeeding and you don't have your baby with you and you need to pump, I can tell you where all the outlets are in Bermuda, um, in all the different world heritage sites and hotels that uh, (laughs) you can comfortably pump, uh, pump your breast milk (laughs) And, and, you know, that, that was memorable as well. That is incredible. And I really want to go to the chicken wing place. (laughs) (laughs) For your 15th anniversary. Well, uh, there you go. There you go. We, uh, we went to this ramen place and it was a hole in the wall. So it was the best ramen, of course. Like they, they handmade the udon noodles there. And my husband still has as his phone background, the picture that we took (laughs) Well, we'll never find it ever again. And it haunts us. It's just like, Tokyo has the best hole in the wall food. If you get to go, please go somewhere that just has pictures because they, you know, (laughs) I love, I miss Tokyo. So rather than getting back on the nostalgia train. You know, one of actually one, one fun memory is the ones where everybody's really happy and positive. Right. So a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, we went to Los Cabos and we got to stay at the Grand Villas, which is a lovely, lovely property. And we don't typically stay in all-inclusive properties, but we, we wanted to try this one out and check it out for, for my clients. Um, but to see the kids swim up to the swim-up bar and just order strawberry daiquiris and be so, <laughs> Mom, they have this, I can get that, um, and made them so happy it was such a fun memory. Of course, we switched hotels another night, and of course, they swam into the swim-up bar, and this one wasn't an all-inclusive. And they start ordering, you know, stra- uh, when I say strawberry daiquiris, I mean virgin, yeah. And they're ordering, you know, co- uh, strawberry virgin margarita. Ugh, gosh, I'm sorry. They're ordering strawberry smoothies left and right, and I'm like, no, 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 this, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? It's, it's not included. <laughs> Oh my god. But mom, we can just swim up and order whatever we want. Of course you can. Yes. And no one no one has to think about paying for it except mom and dad have to think about paying for it. Yeah. So I know people are gonna have millions of questions and we can't cover everything here. So how can I get people over to you who have questions? What's the best way to get in touch with you? You know, part of being in customer service is always being available and creating <laughs> creating every opportunity and any opportunity for people to reach out to you. So my preferred method is via email because I can sort of keep track of conversations. And that's Melissa at woodlandtravel.com. However, I have an Instagram site and you can always DM me there. Um, I would prefer not, you know, I could always offer up my cell phone. You can always call or text me. And, you know, I'm also on Facebook, so people DM me all the time there. Um, any of those methods reach me, 
um, and I respond to all of them in various times, timing formats, but um, probably email is the easiest for me to, to respond to and keep track of. And is there anything else that we want you want us to cover that we haven't yet? You know, it's a very strange and interesting time right now. Mm. And it's been an interesting, uh, it's been interesting marketing um, travel to people because you want to be sensitive to what their needs are and what their concerns are. But I believe that travel opens, opens your mind, opens people's minds to different and new opportunities and new things. So many countries and cities depend on tourist dollars. So while you may not feel comfortable right now traveling, um, I would definitely encourage you to start thinking. This is a great time to start thinking about where you want to go next, when you feel comfortable and when you're ready. Uh, travel advisors have time to help you plan. So I have a client that was thinking about going to Spain before all of this happened. And we started putting a plan together for her. And when this happened, when, when COVID hit, she said, okay, you know, I'm not, we're not going, so let's put these on hold. And I said, well, wait, let's continue planning this so that we have something to look forward to, that we can take the time to find the right things for you. And when you feel comfortable and ready, we'll just hit, hit, you know, hit the button and we can start booking, booking, booking. And um, then it's all ready to go when you're ready. The other thing is that so many organizations are so flexible in their cancellation policies right now that as long as you're aware of what the cancellation policies are, it doesn't really hurt to book things now in anticipation of the future because you can get some great deals now and your travel advisors and your hotel has time to spend on you and in your, in your needs. So don't stop dreaming and don't stop planning just because you know we're in the situation that we're in. It's a beautiful way to end this. Thank you so much, Melissa. I appreciate it. Hey guys, Megan here. Before you go, I would love to ask a favor of you. It is so helpful to have reviews on new podcasts as it really helps iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all of those guys find out that you're really enjoying it and that they should show it to new people. So if you wouldn't mind just leaving a quick review about what you think about the podcast, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much again. I'll talk to you next week.